You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's January the 6th, 2022. Welcome to Webcology, the uh, 2022 edition. Moving into the new year, I got this weird sense of deja vu. Tonight, we're going to party like it's 2022, the updated version of 2020. This is the sixth day of January 2020 and a year ago, but before the attempted coup, we were all so much younger. Now it just sort of feels numb and dumb and sometimes sort of pointless. Feels like we're entering New Year running pedal to the metal on full tilt in neutral. The incredible spikes in COVID infections over the last few weeks from Omicron is, is, is so far beyond believable. It makes knowledge of what's coming in the next two weeks kind of unfathomable. Happy New Year, eh? I got Omicron for Christmas. Myself and my partner, Shauna, both got exposed and infected over the two-week holiday period. I think it might have happened in the cell phone store. There was a girl working behind the counter, coughing her brains out, behind a mask and everything, of course. But I, 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 that was the beginning of the of the the, the, the Omicron variant in uh, in North America, and I just knew that it was going to be a bad Christmas. Anyway, for me, it was really mild. I had a nasty cold sore and a half day of, of sniffles. I would have gotten exposed about 10 to 14 days after getting my third dose of, uh, of a booster shot of Spike Vax, which is the punk rock name given to the Moderna vaccine. Shauna, my partner, who, as many of you know, was infected early in April 2020, got her second bout of COVID. In her, it's manifested as one of the harshest flus she's ever had in years. And she's, she's suffering pretty, pretty badly right now. And like, as I speak, um, she had yet to receive a booster shot. She's probably going to be okay. Um, 
but it's a, it's, 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 it's a, just a terrible thing to, to fight through. Friends, I think the next two weeks are going to be kind of like crazy. Um, I'm hoping I'm wrong but expect a lot of people to phone it in sick and a lot of services and shops to be shut down for lack of staff. If we're smart, four to six weeks from now, things could look very different. But um, one thing that the last two years has taught me is that we're not nearly smart enough when it comes to existential emergencies. 2022 is going to teach us all a lot of lessons, some good and some bad. How it works out will have a lot to do with how we learn them. Welcome to uh, a new year. Uh, this is our 17th, maybe 18th year of Webcology. I'm really excited moving forward. Dave's not here this week. He had a uh, unexpected and unavoidable scheduling conflict. In his place, we have Christine Schackinger from Sight Without Walls in Las Vegas. Christine, you're a hero. Seriously, you, you, you jump <laughs> in at the last second all the time, and thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I always like doing the show with you. So, Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, too. Um, you uh, you spent your New Year um, in Colorado, Cripple Creek. Not not Cripple Creek, but up up in the mountains, Colorado. I'm um, just down from a wildfire. Uh, yeah, my cousin was closer to the wildfire than we were. We're down. We were a bit away, but she took a picture of it from her backyard. That was crazy. A thousand houses destroyed in less than I think eight hours. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Oh, it's a frightening way to move into the new year again. This is going to be a weird yeah. one. It just feels like it's going to be a strange year, eh? Yeah. Like two decades packed into a very short period of time. <laughs> um, I had a weird Christmas. Um, again, I got Omicron, so I got I got sick towards the end of it, which 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 really sucked. Um, I'm just over my uh, isolation period, like as of today, so I can actually okay. go out and go shopping, which is kind of cool because. Uh, you know, your fridge gets empty after a while. So <laughs> this week, the uh, Crackberry addiction that's been that many people in the tech world have suffered um, since the 1990s got solved. I know. Blackberry went dark on Tuesday. If you had an old Blackberry device, then um, it doesn't work anymore. Blackberry stopped supporting pretty much everything. And it was a token handshake made between Blackberry servers and yours. Cell phone, cell phone provider that stopped getting handshook, um, which has led me to get a brand new phone because I was one of those BlackBerry holdouts. So how is it to like come into the modern world? <laughs> they, weird. I mean, about your BlackBerry. <laughs> Completely weird. I mean, first off, I'm not really sure if my phone's ever ringing or not because I'm not positive how to turn the ringer on and off, but I will get that <laughs> eventually. I discovered I discovered the wonders of Spotify. Um still hate what they're doing to artists, but oh my God, there's just so damn many of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a wonderful new world. Um, I'm now on an Android device and um, yeah, spanky, <laughs> spanky new Android device. And I am now eminently traceable. The nice yes. thing for all of the limitations of BlackBerry had, aside from the real super fine keyboard that you just can't get over. Um, the one thing that was wonderful about the BlackBerry is nobody gave a damn about it, so you knew you weren't being traced. There is truth in that. Nobody, yeah, made, you, no one made apps for it. Like your apps weren't tracing <laughs> you because there were no apps. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But you'll you'll discover all sorts of new and wonderful things, and you can turn off location services, so at least they don't know where you are all the time. Well, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, the, the the phone always pings into a tower. So even if you got those stuff 
Oh, but, yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's another issue that, you know, we may as well just dive into that. We, it's not on our script, but now that you mentioned it, privacy is going to be a big issue moving forward in 2022. Um, we'll, our, 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 our own devices are going to get locked down a lot more, but our personal lives are going to get pried open uh, twice as much. Well, but on the other side of that, DuckDuckGo had its best year ever. It's not ready to compete with Google, but... <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, marketing privacy has actually worked for them quite well. They served, I think, um, was it, did they say 33 billion searches over uh, 2021? Which mightn't sound like a like remarkably that. high number, but that's actually a lot of a lot of searches. It is. Unfortunately, Google does like 9 billion in... Oh, in, in a, yeah, in, indeed. <laughs> I mean, that's the scale of Google is. But did, did you remember back in the day when like Google and Yahoo were like trying to say we're competing over who had the biggest um, index of websites, for instance? Uh, we have a billion web, so web documents in our index, said Google so proudly. I mean, yeah, like, I also. Uh, sorry. You know, the original Google fit on a 256 KB USB. I mean, it wasn't on the USB at the time, but it would fit on one. Well, I mean, that, that reminds me of the new brag I saw just the other day, Google saying, you know, unlike Bing, we can take really big HTML. <laughs> Did you see that? I thought, I thought it was one of the silliest no. brags. Um, but yeah, Google that. can apparently take very big sites and, uh, or very, very long HTML strings and uh, Bing, not so much. Oh, I didn't know that. Actually. I don't know but if you'll ever come across any, any incident of that in your career, but Google <laughs> seems to be really happy to brag it. <laughs> so uh DuckDuckGo's traffic for 2021 was 35,304,270, which is an increase of, uh, yes, about 14 million, what I'm looking at, it's like 13 million and change. So. Well, that's a lot of users. It's, uh, it's, it's great growth. It's, again, nowhere near the size of uh, Google or even Bing. But I am seeing DuckDuckGo um, replacing Bing in some instances as the second most popular English language uh, 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 algorithmic, uh, like organic search engine uh, in a lot of client reports. So that says something. Well, they've went from, uh, when you just look at like, oh, 23 billion compared to Google, yes, you know, it's not even a contest, but they did go from, I'm looking at their stats right now, they went from 4 million I mean, four billion in 2016 to 35 billion in 2021. That's pretty amazing growth, really. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, in five years. Now I, I remember saying back in the day, like back, back in what, like 1999, what a stupid name Google was. So I'm not going to rag on the name DuckDuckGo because <laughs> <laughs> what do I know, right? <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong about Google. Um, but I do think DuckDuckGo is a rather unwieldy name. Um, I know I don't like typing it, um, especially since I'm thumb typing now. Oh, you have to teach you how to swipe. We'll do that another time. No, Swiping's okay. awesome. No more thumb typing. You can just swipe it and it like knows what you're typing. You see, somehow that frightens me. I can't tell you why, but somehow <laughs> that frightens me. You just do like um, four strokes and you get a whole word out of it. <laughs> this is a family podcast. We can't go there. Um, indeed. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where you went. <laughs> you have to work over Christmas? 
Uh, not really. No, I mean, I did a little work, but I was waiting for clients to get back to me mostly. Um, I gave them everything right on the 23rd, so I didn't have to worry about the holiday too much. Mm, you were, yeah. you, you were one of the lucky ones. Um, Barry Schwartz yeah, over at, um, uh, SE Roundtable, um, published a poll just after Christmas asking, or just after New Year's, sorry, asking if, uh, SEOs worked over the Christmas break and, uh, 19.5 said yes a lot, 33.3 said yeah a little, and like yourself, 47.2 said nope, didn't work, didn't have to. <laughs> well, I worked a little, so I'm not on the nope, but I definitely did not do much. It's like my first, you know, real break though in probably, gosh, five or six years since I will take most of the holiday off. I, uh, I'm afraid I was in the first camp, yes a lot. Um, I've got this stupid, this incredible report that I've been working on, and I think it's almost kind of done. And But every time I think it's almost kind of done, I find a whole new thing I really want to dive into because it really should be in this report. <laughs> oh, and the rabbit holes. <laughs> the rabbit holes. It's, and and, and it's, a, it's about new versus returning users on this one website for a large corporation. Um, so there's a lot to study. You know, there's, you know, there's a lot of traffic from a bunch of different markets around the world, and each of those markets is slightly different. But uh, this is the third new versus returning study I've done in my, uh, in my career, um, which has been a long career. I think I should have done a, a bunch more. And um, every one of them has come out pretty much the same. The value of returning traffic is, or returning users is just so infinitely higher than the, the, the sort of like discovery muddle through that, that, that new users seem to represent. Have you ever looked? Have you ever like gone gone and and, and separated uh, users into into new and returning segments? Yeah, uh, most of the work I, I do isn't related to that right now, so I haven't done it recently. But been doing a migration project that turned into a another migration project that turned into a demigration project for the last fourteen months, and then audits in between. So, <laughs> well, this has been the season for migrations, eh? Um, yeah. Once, once, uh, uh, I mean, COVID was sort of was the signal to get your e-store as robust as possible. And for a lot of people, that meant moving away from uh, WordPress and moving to one of the actual serious, and not, not to say that WordPress, WooCommerce, not to say those aren't serious products, they are, but there are now platforms that were designed 100% specifically for e-commerce. And that is... Um, where the migrations that, that I worked on anyway tended to move towards. Um, I haven't been this interested in, in SEO in, the, in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know you're excited. Well, the, I mean, the whole WordPress, um, I, I felt like we were in a gulag for the longest time, like the WordPress gulag. And don't get me wrong, I, 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 liked, I liked Matt Mullywig years, years back, even, and I loved WordPress when it first came out. Um, you know, they did it, it democratized the web and made it so that anybody can add their content. Um, but like, it felt like a gulag the last few years until other CMSs came along to sort of elbow WordPress out. And WordPress kind of feels, um, I don't know, what's the right word for it? Um, marginalized? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We have different views on that. WordPress still controls like something like 40 or 50% of the websites out there. Oh, no argument. Oh. No, no argument about that. But I mean, like, like I, even, even last year, the uh, challenge between Wix and WordPress, uh, where everybody going into it was like, well, this hands down, we obviously know how this is going to work out. And it didn't work out the way we thought it would. 
Uh, apparently, it right now controls 455 million websites across the web, and there are 1.3 billion okay, and uns- total websites. Unsurprising, <laughs> totally unsurprising. Uh, WordPress, WordPress yeah. has established itself in the market unquestionably, and it's a good product. I'm not trying to put it down. I'm just saying, um, and maybe this was um, when they went all Gutenberg. Um, It just just felt um, oppressive. Oh, I hate (laughs) Gutenberg. I I won't use it. Which is weird because WordPress was built to be open source, but again, it felt oppressive. But meanwhile, we've... Sorry? Well, just gonna say. Meanwhile, we've had the rise of competitors and the rise of um, what I'm gonna call like the dedicated platforms. The ones that this is big commerce is about shopping. That's that's what you put a you put a site on big commerce because you mean to have a e-commerce store or Shopify. You don't put a you don't put a boutique shop uh, website on Shopify, but you will on WordPress. Yeah, the way I see the platforms is they all they're all for different niche of business so if you're like i want a website and i don't have any it and i don't know anything about them and i'm not planning on expanding and i don't need it to be 10 times bigger in five years wix and those platforms are great for that but if you're like but i might need to expand but i'm not ready for programmers then it's wordpress um big commerce shopify and then you move once you you break out of those which can take many years then you go to developer teams that's how I see those. Although, if you are taking on Shopify, Big Commerce, and then some of the uh, e-commerce designed engines, you want a couple of devs on your team. You absolutely do. There's no, yeah, no two ways yeah. around it. They yeah, are still unwieldy. People, not full time. Not full time necessarily. Like they can hire people that do it part time. Yeah, but you're going to. That's the whole point. They're still yeah. really unwieldy systems. Trying to add stuff to them um, is. Uh, well, you, you kind of kind of have to know what you're doing. I don't, but I have devs on my side, so it all works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the WordPress is one of those things where you can like have no devs or you can need a lot of devs. Like I work with a publisher who has a whole dev team. So because uh, it expands that range there between Wix and hiring a dev team and using like React. So I, but I base it. I base it not on platform. I don't have any platform in the game you know i don't really care which one anybody uses as long as it seos properly uh, mm-hmm. but i do advise clients like if you're planning on growing in five years you probably don't want to get on like wix or one of those platforms just because you can't take your site and just move it where once you're on wordpress you can move into another system like react or something and just use it as a cms if you'd like to that's well indeed indeed um yeah it's also incidentally can be a problem with uh with some of the larger um, shops, you can migrate from, um, say, uh, no Volusion to 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 uh, Shopify, or or um, you can move between uh, WordPress and uh, 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 Big Commerce. But again, you probably will want a couple devs to to help out because you're going to be doing some back end work, and if you're not qualified, don't mess with it. Sure, of course. Yeah, definitely. So this is the first show of 2022. And shows like this are neat because you, 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 you kind of got to look both look backwards and look forwards. So, Christine, I'm, 
it's 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 delightful when you come on because you you got you've got a really eclectic range of experience in the uh, in the search world and um, you're 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 plugged into a bunch of different communities. What was the uh, was there a change last year? Something that happened last year, and and, and this is kind of an unfair question because a hell of a lot happened last year. But is there something <laughs> that happened that you think is going to define where we go this year? Uh, SEO wise, or do you mean yeah, just in general, yeah SEO or? tech? Google-ish, you know, just, just how we do things. Well, well you know, it's a fairly Oh, open. gosh. <laughs> That's really hard. Can we not have another year of updates? <laughs> I, had a, I had a poor client who, like, we were supposed to do his audit in May, and I said, well, they're going to do updates for the next three months. Do you want me to do it now or after? And he's like, no, after, because I don't want to have to pay you twice if anything happens. And then we had another update, and, th- and by the time we got done with all the updates, it was November 30th. <laughs> um. <laughs> So it, I would I prefer another year without that many updates in a row. I know they update things like on a daily basis on a small scale, but the massive rollouts, it's like, when do we do the audit? There's no time in between. Well, in 2020, yeah. Google did over 4,500 changes. And some yeah, of them were small they, tweaks. Some of them were fairly fairly significant. They do that all the time, but these were major algorithm changes because we had oh. the core update and the page speed update ran all summer, and then we had the spam two of those. We had two core, two spam two. Yeah, uh, we had the, the predator months. update at the beginning. Um, yes, yeah. Exactly. Went after link spam in July, and uh, they went after libel at one point. Uh, the two product reviews, you yeah. know, it was like we open the year with a product review, we end the year with a product review update. Exactly. There was no breathing space, so I told my told my client, I said, you want me to wait till they're all done? He's like, yeah, so I have I will get him his audit in two weeks from last May because there was no space in between. <laughs> I, 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 I've been mentoring um, uh, a kid in India who's, who's interested in SEO, and that's one of the things I told him is, like, if you expect to be taking breaks or having vacations or, you know, a really well scheduled life especially in the first part of your career forget about it that's <laughs> not gonna oh, happen yeah. like yeah. just abuse yourself of that notion no matter how well stocked your, your your travel laptop is you're still gonna get bound to your desk whether you like it or not well part of the thing too is if you're really good seo you tend to like puzzles and solving them and rabbit holes so even though maybe somebody who's not as dedicated gets off at five you're like but wait I just found this anomaly and now I'm going to spend the next 24 hours trying to figure out what it means for my client side. <laughs> well, and, and because Google doesn't stop, Google is constantly churning and yes, processing, thinking exactly. and perceiving. Well, the moment you notice that anomaly, you see something weird, you can't sleep on it. You can't say, well, yeah. I'm going to get back to this tomorrow. And then um, because there's no time, you, it's, it's, it's all, it always feels like it's like it's mission critical. That's like when John said, you don't really have to go right or fix an update right after it happens. If you go down, I'm like, have you ever worked with our clients? Because, <laughs> because no client is going to let you sit there for two or three weeks during the holidays, not working on their decline. Not going to happen. Indeed. Although it's important, like, you know, I think this is one of the things that we've been, we've been like saying for the last what, 17 or 18 years on this show is like, um, when there's Gosh, an update, Take a Valium, take a chill pill, slow down for a second and uh, don't react too quickly. Um, no, not, yeah, but the, 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 the days there used to be a time, and I'm sure you'll remember this, um, when when people would instantly diagnose what this change was all about, and then used everybody <laughs> would would brigade on it. 
Um, well, I don't see it happening so much anymore. Oh, I do. I see. I see. Stu- I like studies or reports come out like within a day of the of the launch. Like, yeah, really? but also, also a good deal of ridicule came out about those studies, which I think sort of limits the uh, the, the, the the impetus to release said studies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, true. You know what we really need? We need Ryan to Ryan Jones to to, to find more time on his hands. So we could fire up WTF SEO again. Oh, I know. I miss that. I miss WTF SEO. Well, um, I, uh, 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 how to say it? We have um, some serious, we have, we have three very serious uh, publications in the, in the search marketing world, um, search engine land, search engine journal, and, and search engine roundtable. Um, there's a number of other uh, publications, but there's not anyone that actually just sort of acts as a uh, 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 a satire of the whole industry. And I think it's what we really need because sometimes we just take ourselves too damn seriously. And sometimes Google takes itself too damn seriously. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, I totally agree. And there's nothing to really push things around like humor. So, um, anyway. And he's if, very uh, good at it. Well, it's not just Ryan. And Ryan's very about. good at it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's other people that write for it, but I won't use their names because I don't know if they want it to be known that they're yeah. but, but they're also very, very funny and, and good with the uh, on-point sarcasm when necessary. And in this industry, it rather helps to have a good deal of on-point uh, sarcasm for <laughs> instance <laughs> it's going to take uh, i have to slowly rag the puck as i pull this story up on screen but did you see the uh some of the some of the answers that are some of the questions that john Mueller has to address especially over the holidays i uh, which ones were you talking well about? i don't know there's, there's 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 really good question and then there's really silly questions um do i need capitals in page titles uh, no, oh, you yeah. don't, but they, you know, people tend to like reading stuff where they know what the important words are. Um, <laughs> but there's also some good questions. Um, country, countrywide, um, top level domains, a uh, .co.uk, a .fr, .ca for Canada, a .us for, for the United States. Um uh, John gets a- I got asked a good question over the over the break. Can I use a country specific top level domain and still be present in international search? I saw that. A couple of years ago, your gut might your gut might have said, no, well no, that's the TDLs, the TDLs are there to basically specify where you are and help Google sort you for for that that country's search. Not well, so much anymore. Funny. Yeah, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, uh, you couldn't get ranked on a, globally on a countrywide C- TLD, could you? Uh, well, a couple of years. Uh, a couple, when I say a couple, time. by the way, I might mean a decade ago, but um, yeah, a yeah, decade ago, too, not so much. Too. A decade ago, yeah, it was much more serious. If you had a .ca, you were probably going to do well in Canada. Um, you'd be competing against, against .coms, .orgs, and .edus, but you'd still be probably doing pretty good. Um, but you probably wouldn't rank well in England, France, or the United States because they don't care about a .ca. 
Today, today it's it's just whatever. Unless there's one exception to the it's just whatever rule. What's that? If you're trying to say you have a .ca and you're trying to uh, target Brazilian, uh, the Brazilian market specifically, you can't use your country-specific uh, top-level domain, a website at a country-specific top-level domain to specifically target traffic from another country. Um, so you only want Brazilian traffic don't use a .ca to get it. You're not going to rank that way. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. But you should rank well globally um, if your website um, is, you know, relevant to the to the keyword query, um, and 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 relevant to the to that user's experience. I don't know if you remember this, but way back in the day, way 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 back, we're talking SEO history. Uh, they actually checked uh, where the server was. It's all before cloud computing. Mm -hmm. uh, for for country level indications, mm -hmm. so you had to actually get a server in the country that you were going to be working in. But now, I mean, obviously that 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 with with, no, with it's not uh, now. This, uh, distributed network distributed uh, networks and stuff. Obviously that that that, that doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. now. <laughs> no, so, it doesn't matter now. What do you think is better, a uh, www or non www a domain? I don't think it matters. It's just what you prefer. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't yeah. doesn't make a difference. But once you start using it, commit to using it. Uh, if you do a non WW and you're writing links, write your links non WW. If you right. do if you have WWW, write your links WWW. And if you change from a WWW to a non or vice versa, make sure you do your redirects and your canonicals. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that can be a problem. So those were some of the. So those were some of the. Uh, is a .dot com a, a better designation than a uh, .dot org or a uh, .dot space? You know, I know he says no, but can you tell me how often you see a non like original TLD in the top ten? Well, for the amount of money that Bill's selling them for, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it could just be they haven't acquired links like others because they've not been around quite as long, but it just. I know they always say they're the same, but I don't know well, if I totally believe that because I just don't see other TLDs very often. There's different there's different uh, regimes for different TLDs. The dot com is probably the easiest, most open. Anybody can get a dot com. It's it's right. But to get a dot CA, that's a little different. You have to have a uh, registered address in Canada. To get a dot CO dot UK, you've got to have a registered address in the in in the UK. To get a dot space or some TLD that hasn't been invented yet, you got to get two hundred and forty thousand dollars together, and you have to pay. I think Bill Hartzer is. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll take your money for this, and we'll create a new <laughs> domain space, a new top level domain. Um, dot. What do you want? That's it. Dot. What do you want? Dot pizza. Um, and that's why you don't see a lot of them because they haven't been established yet. Oh, but there's a lot of them out there. You buy domains. There's like so many you can remember like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, if you had to buy a domain, you told your client to buy all their domains so that nobody could use them against them. Yep. You couldn't do that now because you you have many, many like dot photos, dot live, dot 
uh, that was that was all opened a couple of years ago when um uh uh, uh goodness gracious what was the company that 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 had responsibility for the domain naming system uh, anyway there was sorry i can yes I exactly i can was i believe its monopoly was was basically broken uh and um now i believe i'm not i might be incorrect on this but i think any registrar can sell a top level domain but it costs a uh, lot of money to establish it it does but i'm just saying the ones that have been established for a while now because originally like the sites that were um, buying them were new and so they wouldn't have the links to compete so it made sense they didn't show up in the top 10 very often but it's been a while and the ones have been established for some time how often do you see one when you're doing like a competitor analysis or you're doing, you know, uh, uh, competitor oh. gap analysis. How often do you see alternative? Um, so infrequent, so infrequently, I can't even think of when I have. That, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So even though they say they treat them the same, Google also says they treat a lot of things the same. But when you get into the technical aspects of it, there's something different that they don't really tell you about. I kind of have to wonder. Well, um, there are. Um, I mean, law of law of law of averages. It's just a hell of a lot more dot coms than anything that's else out true. there, right? That's, that's true. Um, man, that may change as time goes on. But are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Miami is more than beaches, palm trees, and fun in the sun. It's home every year to the Miami Book Fair, celebrating its 39th year of hosting authors and readers from around the world, November 13th through the 20th. Join us in downtown Miami at the Wolfson campus of Miami Day College. Connect with over 500 authors reading from their books in English, Spanish, French, and Creole, answering questions and signing hard copies. The 2022 edition of the Miami Book Fair welcomes everyone of all ages to come together, meet, and make new friends, exchange ideas, and discover one's next favorite author. Let's explore, discover, and learn together. Featured authors will include award-winning novelists Anthony Horowitz, Ben Mesrich, Craig Johnson, Danny Shapiro, Elena Shapiro, Jimmy Attenberg, poet Sandra Cisneros, and authors writing about the trending topics of the day. Lisa Genova, Jerry Stahl, Marie Brenner, Mark Kurlansky, Samantha Cole, Stacey Schiff, Katie Tour, and many others. For more information, please visit MiamiBookFair.com. Follow the fair at Miami Book Fair and join the conversation hashtag Miami Book Fair 2022. You are right right now. There aren't a lot of...
You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Turned us out there. But if, if the only thing I would say that would be a limiter on the alternative domain is most people are going to think you're a .com. And if they get the wrong top-level domain, obviously, it's not going to get routed to your site. Um, so that would be the only thing I'd, I'd think would detract from it. Yeah, possibly. I just, like I said, you're right, though. There's a lot more .coms and stuff. And I'm not saying I have just, any knowledge that there is a difference. I'm just saying I just don't regularly see them. And yeah. I think by now you would start to see them pretty well intermixed. Um, I remember how long ago was this? Um, I think it was 2016, maybe 2015, when uh, the TLDs got 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 opened up and I can't, I can't, uh, monopolies sort of faded. I'm not sure. I, I, you know, time since the pandemic started, I'm usually really good with time. I'm getting very <laughs> bad at it. I'm like, that was like a year ago. Oh wait, no, that was a year, two two and a half years ago. <laughs> So I don't remember when that is. One of the cool things about um, about this show, Webcology, is the audience has heard um, me, Dave, you, and, and other people who've been on the show basically grow up as we've gone along. I'm, I'm 20 years older than when the show started. And um, how does the uh, – uh, uh, well, I just think, you know, we, 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 we often forget things as much as – it's the function of being older, Christine. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, you start to feel older when you're like, I've been doing this job for, oh my gosh, I don't even want to say. For like 25, for a quarter of a century. <laughs> I started doing websites before the new, new a millennial. A millennium. Not millennium. So, uh, by the way, I can was 2012. Oh my God! Because I, I, rem- I, I remember, I remember, I remember talking to Bill. We've mentioned Bill Hartzer a few times. I remember talking to Bill Hartzer specifically about this because he had this scheme to introduce all these new top-level domains. He was going to make billions on it, right? Oh um, my God, we don't know. He may well have. Yeah, he, he did. He just get that, <laughs> that 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 beautiful new house in Colorado. Um, he does. <laughs> yeah, party at Bill's house. Um, <laughs> but uh, 2012, phenomenal. So 2012, yeah. That's what the internet tells me. Okay, a little bit of house cleaning. Um, got to make got to make a quick announcement. Speaking, this is a great segue into it. Speaking of things that had just been around forever, like an institution, it was announced earlier this week. Uh, Danny Goodwin is leaving Search Engine Journal. Why? We don't know, but we're going to get the scoop on it. 
Danny is going to be joining us here on January 20th on Webcology to talk about his life editing decision to, to, to leave Search Engine Journal and to talk about a life editing, some of the largest and most read uh, search news websites um, in his career. So come back in a couple of weeks, folks. We're going to have a fun show. Danny Goodwin's going to be here to talk about um, where he's going after Search Engine Journal on the day he leaves Search Engine Journal. So that'll be a fun show. Um, what else do we have? Where do you want to go now? We have like, oh, you know, you were in on these conversations. You were in on these, these things early. Um, index now there's a, uh, Bing has, has, uh, just today, I think released the uh, WordPress plugin. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I actually got to sit in on a, um, uh, talk from Fabrice from Bing on how that's all going to work. So it's, it's pretty awesome, really. Well, as long as Google steps up, and I understand that they might. Oh, Google's going to step up. I mean, they have to. Yeah. Um, the, 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 well, I mean, I can't. I, I can't see Google letting um, Bing capture all this new information that Google may or may not get. And if Google does get it, it'll get it hours or days later. No, and the great thing is, for those who don't know, Index Now just allows you to like have Google just grab your information like a fire hose, as opposed to the wait till it crawls you eventually. Well, here's um, a Google was Google was crawling within like minutes of websites going live. Yeah. If there was a link to your site and Google knew it existed, and you put well, new content, thing. Google was there. Like yeah. boom, hey buddy, what, what, what you got here? Is somebody cooking dinner? You know, Google was yeah. there. Like like cook like dinner was being served. You know what the average number of pages I see in a website that have no traffic around sixty percent. Oh, I mean, what what kind of pages are you talking about though? Oh, good pages, good pages. Just Google doesn't find them or doesn't serve them or they don't work well for some reason. But point is being well, okay, well, these are, these, these are oh, different yeah. topics. Are they in Google's indexes? Question number one. And question two is why isn't Google serving them? Right. That's a that's a whole different thing. But the point of index now is that you don't you can't put all your URLs in there, by the way. You are limited. But or they'll just stop coming to your you know start coming to your I don't know what you could call it the feed or whatever they're gonna I don't know what it's officially called for index now, but uh, they'll you know instead of waiting for Google to crawl it and Bing to crawl it and hopefully they find everything because you don't have any technical issues and yada yada yada, um, you know you can just tell them these pages are important to me and I'd like you to index them immediately. And the beautiful thing about it is once it's in one of the participants' uh, cache, everybody gets it. So DuckDuckGo will get it, um, Bing will get it when Google comes online, cross fingers, but they should. Google will get it. It just has to go through, get into one of their systems. So, so right, uh, to, right okay. now, um, I, was just, I was just thinking, like, there's really only a couple of search engines. Of, no, Yandex is in on this as well, aren't they? The Russian search I'm engine? Not, I'm not sure. I'd have to look that one up. I know DuckDuckGo is. I'm, I'm pretty sure Yandex is. Google probably will be. Google's been talking um, about it, but it hasn't committed yet. Yeah. So exactly. why does Bing, why does Bing and DuckDuckGo need to have Index now? Why can't they just spider? Because it's, it's how they've been doing it for years. <laughs> okay. It's um the way that it, you, we used to have to submit websites. We used to have to submit URLs, and um, for years that had actually become sort of like the hallmark of a shady SEO company, one that was charging you for submission services. <laughs> yes, do we got to yes. retrain our clients? No, you still want to do all the things you've been doing. Cause remember you can't submit all of them. Now 
If no, 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 no. But what I'm saying yeah. is it's going to take me time to do those submissions. Um, no, I got to factor no. this into my billing. No, it's great. It's actually just, I believe, a piece of code and a little script. I have to look it up, though. I, I only I was sat through the talk like six months ago or five months ago. So where does where does this piece of code reside on um, in the head of the index page? Gosh, you want the technical details? Well, no, I just <laughs> want to know how to do it. Um, because because the way I understood it was um, you would you would have to be you would have to apply this to each of the pages that you want indexed, which means throwing into the template or doing it doing it page by page, which is going to cost me time. It's actually just a script. Uh, it's a JSON script, and it's very little information, sort of like you do schema. Uh, it actually could all be easily pretty populated automatically um, with the proper script. Okay. But I believe they also might have a script. I'm just not sure. I haven't looked at all the, the details because uh, I didn't know about this announcement today. So, <laughs> and I haven't. I, I had the talk like back in the last year, which in pandemic years is like ten years ago. Indeed, so, <laughs> and I don't remember all the technical details. The cool thing about um, about this, whether you, whether it's a JSON script that like simply resides on server level, or you got to do page by page, there's a WordPress plugin available, yeah. so it'll do it for you. It now does it do it right or not? It's a question. It'll do it for you. Um, oh, and you are right. Index uh, Yandex is using it. Oh, you're looking. You're looking it up right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yandex is using it, so you're. I thought so. I thought. I thought I read that. Um, there had to be. There had to be more than just Bing or DuckDuckGo. Or why would Google be interested? Like, what, you know, yeah. like either if you threaten us, no. Um, you know what also is really good. You can tell them you don't want a page to be indexed anymore, and it will drop it ASAP, which we all know is very difficult at times to get Google and the search engines to drop a page you're trying to get rid of. So are they, again, this is one of those, are they really going to drop the page? Is this a way to de-index content? Yeah, uh, you, you submit with your, uh, your feed. I don't, again, don't know what it's officially called uh, with your you know, JSON post or whatever it is uh, that you are 404 and you're 410ing the page and it will notify the search engine immediately to drop it. So that's a nice change. Uh, of course, you want to be very careful that you, know, you don't have a soft 404 you're submitting <laughs> because it will drop it. Um, but it, so yeah, it's also that and for changes, major changes to the page. So let's say like you did an SEO guide last year and you want to update it for 2021, you could put it in your list of URLs to immediately pull to index, which would be nice. So hopefully it'll mean things get there faster. And, and this is just a dream. I don't know if it's even possible, but gosh, couldn't they use this to authenticate who submitted the content originally? Maybe. Just maybe. Possibly. Although you'd think, you'd think Google would know, I pulled it off of this server and this server is associated with this website. Like you'd think they'd know that. Well, except, well, and also news sites actually have a special XML feed that you give them, a like special sitemap and an RSS feed. So they should be able to know who mm -hmm. did it. Because crawling wise, I get why they can't because they crawl things at different rates and uh, different times when they might hit one site at one time who copied them already. But Nevertheless, I, I there's tons of markers leading back to the original server. Yeah, but I do believe with something like this, it really should be able to because you're literally posting it in this JSON service before anyone else would have it. And you could just timestamp it the minute it came in. But I don't Certainly know if you do that or not. This, you know, if this solves a problem that has been vexing writers for 
time immemorial, at least since the very earliest days of the web, that would be wonderful. Yeah, but I have some dreams for Google and they don't always come true. Like, couldn't you just put a robot's text in there? I mean, not robot text, but the meta robots and let us not let you rewrite our titles and descriptions. And they tell me no. So. <laughs> Although they've also, um, they're what Google, Google for, 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 for um, listeners who were um, hiding under a rock during that two week period, um, Google started in earnest changing uh, titles and, and, and meta descriptions that's displayed in their search results pages. Um, they've pulled back from that a little, haven't they? I mean, I they, they were so. going actually, at it. They oh, were, sorry. but actually, truth, truthfully, it is a potential legal issue for them because it is business interference. I mean, you can actually show Google change your title tag and I can show you revenue drops based on the title changes that they made. So um, I, I talked to a couple of large clients who have uh, quite a bevy of lawyers and they were looking at the possibility of suing them. Hmm. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if Google wants another lawsuit right now because they're in two really big ones. <laughs> well, so, the last thing Google wants is a lawsuit from the advertisers themselves, like uh, a lawsuit from, say, France. Google doesn't really care. And that's, that's, that's the cost of doing business. Uh, a lawsuit from the EU, you know, whatever. Google, Google will pay a couple, a couple hundred million dollars and consider it settled. But a lawsuit from its advertisers, that could be trouble. Well, yeah, and they're already in trouble with their advertisers for what they did with AMP. So, <laughs> okay, which great segue into um, just a little quick piece of John Mueller advice. Um, Google is amazing with migrations now. Like I am, I I I I wrote like a um, fifteen-page manual on doing a migration for a very large website that's that's just gone through, and it wasn't necessary. <laughs> like all the, they did all the all the things right and all the stuff, but Google handled it exactly as it was supposed to. So a great experience for the entire team, but um, I expected a lot more disruption. If you're doing a migration, though, the, the, the big concern with migrations is you're going to somehow confuse Google. You're presenting it new information somehow, and Google's got to sort its way through it all. Um, Google's gotten really good at doing that sorting, but you can still confuse it a lot. If you're doing a migration, don't make major changes to the site. And uh, Mueller had a uh, person write him over Christmas, they got rid of AMP pages because they found AMP annoying and Google's degrading AMP and the importance of AMP anyway. But now none, none, none of their um, article pages are ranking and they're not in Google Discover anymore. Just like that, boom, gone. And it was because they canceled the AMP pages during the migration. Ooh. So Did they the, migrate them somewhere? The AMP? No, no, no. Well, yeah, they, they migrated them to regular pages. Google couldn't figure that part out. Yeah, they have a whole step-by-step -step guide, which I haven't had to address yet. So I was part of my new re new year reading on uh, on that. But uh, the AMP, I have a feeling because of all the legal trouble they're in around AMP, that AMPs are going to just literally go away at some point. But it could be Discover still using them heavily because originally you, you had to have AMP to be in Discover. Mm -hmm. So. Well, so when they canceled AMP, they, that, that, that can get, they, they, they fell out of Discover entirely. That, that, that they, can, they can understand. Um, Discover is driving, what, 10% traffic on the max anyway, right? Um, yeah. But dropping out of the SERPs, that they didn't understand. And Mueller was like, well, it's just taking Google a lot longer than 
before than it would have because not only did you introduce this change, you also introduced that change. And that was, you know, just it, it kind of, I guess, broke Google. <laughs> well, you know, I, I come from an academic background, so it's just, just part of my training. But whenever I change something, I try to isolate the change as much as possible because you do want to know exactly if something changes after you make the change, what caused it. Mm-hmm. So like if I had an, an AMP and a regular migration, we would do the AMP last after we stabilized for the regular migration. Um, a lot of times I'll see SEOs on Twitter posts like, how could you even know what causes something? It's like, because you can't know 100% everything that caused it. But if I isolate the fixes to this thing or isolate the migration to the one portion of the migration, then I know that if it totally collapses three weeks after I did it or on an update, my site totally drops and it's what I, what I recently did. That caused the problem. Yeah, my way of doing that is meticulous checklists. Um, you you write down every step that, and then you know somewhere in there, it's one of those steps because that's what those that's what the devs did. Um, but I just found I just find giving them the, those meticulous checklists checklists in the first place. I haven't had to do a follow up because there hasn't been a problem. <laughs> Knock on Jim's head. As, as I say that. Um, okay, we are, we're moving through time really quickly. Um, another quick piece of advice, uh, this one on soft 404s. Apparently, it's a lot easier to create a soft 404 than, uh, than, 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 than you might have thought. So a soft 404 is, um, how to say this, when Google gets frustrated that say something is supposed to be there, but it's not applicable in this circumstance, or it was there yesterday and not there today, but it'll be back tomorrow, or um, it's not available in Patagonia and the search comes from Patagonia or something like that. Well, technically, um, when you have a 200 response code and there's like the page seems to Google to not have any content. Which like happens a, a lot. Stock. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Christine. Oh, no, you're fine. You're right. I was just saying it happens a lot on e-commerce sites where they don't tend to, you know, get rid of the product, but they don't have the product at the time. So the product page is empty, just says, you know, we don't have anything right now. And so Google sees a 200 response code, but an empty page. So they're like, uh, 404, soft 404. Yeah, you know, your way around that is to throw some content on there about the product, put a little out of stock and get some recommended products so that there's at least a path for the user to follow. And restock as fast as possible. Yes. Uh, if, Google, if Google sees your out of stock thing two or three times in a row, it'll start soft forwarding those pages. Um, the real question, I'm not, I'm not sure on this myself. I think Google holds it against you. If they, if they come across a bunch, a bunch of soft 404s, they don't like, they don't like serving up. Uh, they don't trust other pages in your site thereafter. Um, but I can't quantify that. What do you think? Uh, actually, in the past, Google has said a few a lot of four fours, not just you know small. Uh, that you do need to fix them because they can they can devalue you. I don't know if they devalue at the page level or the site level, but they can cause devaluation because well, it makes it's a sign of a site that's not quality, right? Well, and, and have, this like, is this is a graduating response thing. Originally, they do they only um, degrade those pages. But if it comes across a bunch of pages from the same domain and it has the same experience over and over and over again, it's going to start degrading the, the domain. 
Exactly. Exactly. And, and it, again, it has to be like a chronic or very large scale issue. They don't just do it because, you know, Oh, you got, you know, 50 pages on a 10,000 page site, yep. but you definitely have to, yeah, you definitely be careful. It's a, it's a quality issue. You know, if your site isn't being well-maintained because you, and you have thousands of 404, soft 404s on there, then something's not going right with your site and they don't want to serve you. Because in the end, Google's product is not its search results. It's the sites that it pulls back into its search results. That's why they care so much about it. <laughs> Otherwise, why would they? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, if Google sees... Now, for everything we're saying that's negative, the exact opposite can be positive marks on your website. If you look in Search Console and you see a bunch of um, soft 404s and you fix them, and then Google has a couple uh, cycles through your website where it doesn't come across these problems, you're going to see a very positive reaction. And to the you, contrary, you should to tend that. to see. You should tend to see. I should you say. Should. You definitely should. And but there's a contrary to that. I've worked with this with clients. Oh, we made the fixes, and then we get the boost, and then like a couple weeks later, they put all the problems back on the site, <laughs> and suddenly the site starts declining because. If you don't maintain the quality of the site, Google seems to be sensitive to the fact that you didn't really mean those fixes. You're just like putting it in for a little bit for Google. <laughs> so I have noticed in my site recoveries that it's important that not only you put in the fixes, but that you maintain those fixes. Um, I really hope you're talking about the one site I think you're talking about and not a, and not a bunch of other ones. Because <laughs> I'm just going to shake my head and say, why the hell would somebody do that? <laughs> oh, uh, I can give you a really quick example. Uh, most uh, companies, especially new sites, think that the more ads you put on the page, the more money you make, which is not true. Because you, 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 you increase your users. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that one, but well, it was really a client. And, um, you know, if you get down to like four to six ads max, you make a lot more money. The page is a lot faster. Users aren't frustrated using you and they don't leave you forever because they're tired of your ads. So we put we took off. This is a few years back, 2016, 2017. We took off four, the 14 ads and we only had four. And their page speed, when page speed was a much heavier part of the algorithms than CWVs. And uh, they we came in one day and they had a 200,000 visit increase from their much improved page speed from the much less ads. <laughs> so, uh, and then they, and they maintained that for about three weeks until they put all the ads back on the page because they were having so many more visitors. They thought, well, we just put the 14 ads back and make more money. <laughs> but uh, a few days after they did that, they started a, a rapid decline. So... I had the same sort of issue. I think it had to be around 2014, 2015. Um, and uh, there was a formula that um, one, of the, one, of the ad, one of the ad account managers started working out. Um, and I, I forget exactly how many ads we had where we, you know, we, we'd, we'd remove ads, we'd put, put more ads on just to see what would happen. And she got, she got to the perfect ratio of ads to content. And again, that was this is back in, in 2014, 2015. I'm sure that whatever she came up with absolutely doesn't apply anymore. But it's the kind of it's the kind of problem solving and 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 uh, thinking that um, SEOs and their partners on, on on the website team have to do. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Okay, we got a couple more minutes in the show. We got three or four more minutes before um, we have another show coming up behind us in the studio. Um, if you have a multi-language site, Google is um, suggesting that you should have a uh, very, very good translations for each language. You because don't run through Google. 
Um, yeah, but don't use Google Translate to translate your stuff no, if you want no, it to rank in no, Google. No. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meta. This is this is this is this is Google Translate. If but Google Translate is a lot like Google Fonts. Really cool thing to have there, but don't use it. Don't ever use it if you want to do something <laughs> exactly. important. Um, exactly. You know, Google Fonts. You ever, you ever point out to everyone? Every every um, large SEO uh, engagement has somebody on the team you're working with who I call Dr. No. And that's the one who always crosses their arms and says, I hate Google. It can't be done. <laughs> and they dig their heels in. I always like pointing out to them how it's the Google fonts that slow everything down because they have to be reloaded every time Google looks at the damn page. Um, and when you point out that irony to, your, to, your, to the Dr. No figure you're working with, they think that you're on their side and they start to like you and do stuff for you. Just a quick tip. <laughs> Always point out that Google fonts slow stuff down to Dr. No, because then Dr. No will like you. It's such an, it's such an easy tool. I'm sure Google, that's why you, Google gave it to us. <laughs> um, so different languages. If you have poor language quality in your translations, that's going to affect how the site ranks universally, not just in those, not just in those language areas. That was advice advisement that was put out today. Um, so make sure your translations are good. Yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense. You know, we think, oh, you know, we want a good English page. Well, the people that read the other languages would really like it to read for them well too. So, Indeed. Now, yeah. Why? Here's here's my. Uh, why would Google care? Okay, Google has um, its, its English language version, its French language version, German version, Hindi version, um, Russian, etc. right? Why would Google care if it's not showing the English language version in, uh, in France if my French translation was off a little bit? It's not showing that, you know what I mean? It's not showing that content to the French audience. So why should my English language page get punished because my French sucks? Because your site has an overall quality rating? Well, that, that's what it comes to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's right. <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I think that's the, that Google doesn't actually reveal that, but that's got to be the right yeah. answer. It's a quality thing um, and showing you don't care about. But anyway, well, that's that's the new advisement from Google. This is a universal, not a uh, a, a language group thing. So do it right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've gone around the whole clock. It's top of the hour on on the sixth of January, twenty twenty two. Christine, before we go, is there is it's the first show of the new year? Is there anything you want to tell or advise this audience? Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> just to put you on the spot a little bit. Yeah, I've only been back from break for a day, so I'm kind of out of it. I got my flight canceled and. In Denver, so it took me an extra day and I have to get back. Mm. Uh, you know, just keep doing what we're doing. What do you watch out uh, for this year? Like, what's 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 going to be your bug boo this year? What do you think? I want to see what Google's going to do with CWVs because right now they're hugely disappointing and they're not a devaluation factor, but they're not really doing much for upvaluations. And if they don't start making it rewarding to the people that are putting this much work, they're not going to care by summer. Right. So I'm really hoping that now that they're rolling out desktop soon for that, 
that they'll combine it all and start to actually give you a real improvement in visibility. Because page speed, although many people didn't understand that a tiebreaker meant tie at the query level, which meant if you have 10,000 queries with a tiebreaker, you get a lot of traffic from that. Could give you a lot of traffic, but so far I'm seeing nothing on CWVs for the sites I'm working with, like um, 5% or, or something like that with 100% good you know, CWVs. Okay, so I'd like I'm, to see that. I'm down with you on CWVs, but since you've staked that hill, I can't. Um, you've, you've, you've got that <laughs> one. So I'm going to go with content. And um, it's going to be the little things that, that are going to make a difference this year. Every, let, let, let's say you and three or four other competitors are all amazing blue widget websites. You, you, you got a great blue widget website. So does your competitor and so does, so does your other competitor. Which of the three of you should rank? The one who pays attention to the meticulous little details, your punctuation, your sentence structure, the, the, the length of explanation, being, um, being concise and yet still informative. Um, I think that, that, that little things, those, those little inches are going to make great miles in the long run. Well, you know, and there's a little bit of actual um, technical to that, technicality, technical. <laughs> and that is that um, uh, for natural language understanding, because not actually to natural, natural language processing yet, full, you know, all the way up there. It needs clear, concise, grammatically correct sentences to actually understand what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's, it's just not, it's make, not it, make it easy for the machine. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's, I think that's what I was trying to get at. The, if it, all things being equal. And let's face it, on the web, things are pretty equal these days. Like websites, there's not a heck of a lot of difference between one website and another. They're, most of them are coming out of the same box. As Christine said at the beginning of the show, most of them are WordPress. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, is it, what is it that differentiates you? Your details. So make, make, make sure you pay attention to them. Okay, that's it. Full clock, full scale, full, full, uh, full hour. Welcome to 2022, friends. Um, be really careful out there. COVID, the Omicron version of COVID is very, very real. I've been taking more precautions than just about anybody I know, and I caught it, and I'm double vaxxed and boosted. Now, I had a really easy experience because I'm double vaxxed and boosted. Many people who haven't even been vaccinated yet, when they get Omicron, it's not a picnic. It's a debilitating, deadly, and life-afflicting disease. The way we are going to get out of this is if we get vaccinated and we get our booster shots and we control the breath that comes out of our lungs and keep it away from other people. And that might mean social distancing, and that certainly means wearing a mask. But we need to get our society and our economy back. Like I said earlier, we're going to see a whole spate of people calling in sick because Omicron is so, so, so transmissible. Mightn't be as virulent. Mightn't make you as sick, especially if you've been vaccinated. But it does make you sick. And, it, and, and, and you can't be around people when you're, when you're passing COVID. So get can vaccinated. I add two, yeah, Please can do. Can I add two quick things to that? Um, yeah. Get boosted. Get boosted if you can. I know in your country it's a little bit harder. In mine it's not. Uh, because uh, you don't get long COVID with, with a booster. And long COVID, they are finding, is an autoimmune disease. It drops off autoantibodies into your system, and it causes it to attack itself for a very long time, and it's very brutal. So you get that booster shot, you're not likely to get the long COVID. And wear a 95 mask. The regular surgical mask and the cloth and the gaiters are not sufficient enough against Omicron. 
Yeah. Um, not only is it about protecting others when it comes to masking these days, it's also about protecting yourself. Wear an N95 or a KN95. Yeah. Stay right. safe. Take care of your communities. Get vaccinated. Rank well. Be kind to each other. And uh, Christine Chackinger from Sight Without Walls, thank you so much for sitting in. Uh, a big thank you to uh, our producer, Braska, and to the uh, to the guys in studio. And thanks to Darren and Brandy and w the WMR family. Friends, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media speaking on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.